official now. Was it not? So were we not official 30 seconds ago? No, I only wanted this recording. All right, how about now? Guy. Yeah, now we're official. You could hear me now? Yeah. I was asking uh, in the previous clip why you were sitting on my lap this entire time. All right, wait, wait, wait. wait. Dude, this is... You and then even, have you Rob even, said we stop, had an Stop, stop. Bro, listen. Have All you right. even listened to a podcast before in your life? Yeah, you can't talk over one another. I know. I was owning the moment. <laughs> you just stole my... Now Dana's laughing in the background. All right, here we go. Ready? What's up, guys? Right? This is Rob Bailey. Yeah. Today I have a special guest. Austin. Wait, did the intro music play yet? I'm still confused You are on that. such a little dick. I'm here as well. You are such a little dick. What are we talking about? I, I was about to say it. Okay, go ahead. I was going to introduce you. I was going to exaggerate on your height. From the top. And it was going to be a really complimentary uh, introduction. And now this is uh, I, here today on my podcast. I have Austin Ragno, little dick. What? <laughs> All right, that was good. All right, there we go. Here, I- <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn. You, ba- you baffled me. I'm I'm here on the podcast we, today. We got your we got your good laugh though. Yeah, I that's, probably broke everyone's. That's headphones. the most important thing is that that real laugh we can get out of yeah, you. Yeah, it was the. Gen- I'm just trying to get comfortable in this seat, bro. That's a that's a fucking six thousand dollar chair. How, how am I doing you comfortable? now? Am I good? All right, I just wanted to put my feet up and really get All in right. the moment. So we're taking a shot. At this whole podcast thing. Um, and I figured one of the greatest people ever in the history of mankind to have on would be Austin Ragno. Here I am, Austin Little Dick. So <laughs> I think this is going to be interesting because we're just rolling right now. And we're yeah. just going to see what happens. There's no plan. Um, there's no really organization to it. We just said, let's roll the microphones. And then Jake sat down on the floor Indian style. And here we are. I don't know if you're allowed to say Indian style. Why? Uh, Jake's sitting crisscross applesauce style (laughs) on the floor. All right, all right, all right. So no, we sort of do have a topic. Yeah. Do you want to? So, so I we wrote down a bunch of different topics for podcasts, and I think one that is great for Austin Ragno. um, One is great. I get asked all the time, but one I think you know makes sense with you, which is, uh, are you hiring? Oh, you didn't tell me this was what we were talking Are about. You hi- I know. I'm surprising you, bro. <laughs> Shit. I'm right out of fucking left field right now. Trap right me. Right field? Yeah. I thought we were talking about something else. You said I was able to talk about uh, our golf trip to Pebble Beach. No, we're not talking about that. We can talk about that. Fuck. Okay. What do you want to talk about about that trip? No, I didn't know if we were going to be. What part of the trip to Pebble Beach do you want to talk about? Like which part that I like the most? Yeah. That uncrustable that I ate on hole four with the Michelob light. Yeah. That was fun. How many pretzels did I eat? You were going hard on pretzels. So That's there all the, the only vegan option. I'm not even sure it was vegan option. My only option of things that I felt comfortable eating at, at the golf thing was, uh, was soft pretzels. Pretzels and, and, Corona. Uh, and beer, yeah. Uh, it was a good day. Um, no, we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, we can talk about that on a different show. All right, so let's talk about are you hiring? Uh, that's, yeah. I think that's the question that I get asked the most is – Hey man, are you hiring? And the the answer is always the same thing: is yes. And then I, I ask people what their skill set is, and you've witnessed this a bunch of times. When yeah. I, so uh, so, well, you want to do some role play with me? Yeah, we could do. We All can, right, you got to dress up like a maid. Okay, I'm ready. All well, right. conveniently, <laughs> I was always dressed like that today. <laughs> You're a gross maid. Um, all right, go ahead, ask me. Hi, Robert. Are you hiring? Yes, little boy. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna start fo- stop fucking around. With okay. This all right. Yes, I'm hiring. Uh, what's your what's your skill set? Um, well, uh, I can really I I'm a, I'm a hard worker in the gym, 
and I have my own t-shirt company and well, I'm dedicated and this and that and a bunch of other random things. Okay. So, so I mean, you added that the, I have my own t-shirt company part. I'm actually like interested in talking to you more at that point in time Okay. because at least you have a company or something. But I think that's what happens most of the time is when I, when I get asked if I'm hiring, they're not ready for well, the next step. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when people ask that their answer is what they think you want to hear. So like they're trying to impress you and they say, are you hiring? You said, yes. What is your skill set? And they say, I'll move to Montana and live in my car. Well, living in your car is not really a skill set. Um, no, so not at all. what what actually do you have? And then the next thing they say is like, I want to get jacked. Yeah. Or I want to learn more or I actually don't have anything to bring to the table. That's always the most awkward part. Yeah. Conveniently, uh, when I asked you if you were hiring back oh, in the day. We are doing a flashback right now. Yeah, we are flashing back. All right, so let's flashback. So we used to, <laughs> we need to set the stage right now. How deep are we going to set We're going to set the stage. Okay. So we used to do camps um, out of our, I think it was like the third or fourth warehouse we had. It was the big, the big boy, like 40,000 square foot warehouse. We put a gym in and we decided to start doing camps. So we'd open up these camps for, I think, 100 to 150 people. Tickets would sell out instantly and everyone would show up and they were like massive fans of Dana and I. Like, you know, that's why they came. They came to hear us talk, hear about relationships, hear about like business, ask Dana questions about competing. Like they showed up and they were like, you knew everyone that was there to see you. It was a really, it, was, it felt cool. And we spent like a bunch of intimate time. So what would happen a lot during the camps is, after we would do all the seminars all day, we would go train. And that was everyone's opportunity to sort of like stop you and say like, hey man, like I really appreciate everything or do something really weird <laughs> or ask me something really weird. Um, and you were one of those people. So yeah. we, what was it, a Flex Lewis camp? Flex Lewis camp. So we brought in Flex, uh, who's awesome. Flex Lewis is one of the greatest bodybuilders of all time. I'd just like to say that. Um, inside and out. And so we had a Flex Lewis camp and Austin, I guess, was there. Yeah. So I come. I came to the f camp. I was familiar with Rob and Dana. Um, I had, I think at that point, I had one t-shirt. I made one order. You could check that in the history. Um, so I wasn't some crazy, creepy mega fan. Um, but I saw Flex Lewis was going to be in town. I thought that was interesting. Uh, so everything kind of lined up. Got my brother and one of my friends, and we made the drive to Reading. Um so that's why we were there. How how deep do you want me to get in my side of as the story? As deep as you want. Keep going. Okay. So the, I, I'm glad that me asking you if you were hiring wasn't our first interaction that day. So what I, was our other I, one? So I knew I had an in. All right? What? So my in was Eric. Oh. So I about – So when oh. the camp was – You say how you know him, and then I'll flash back even further. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So – uh. When did I get – so I'm going back to April of 2013 because it was a month before the first time I did a bodybuilding show because I'm a bodybuilder. Um, so I got it. I was I – I have um, a really – I'm really into art and tattoos and all that stuff just because I've always been into art. That's why I'm here today. Um, so I reached out and I made an appointment with – what I found to be the greatest black and white tattoo artist ever. Um, his name is Eric something that no one knows how to pronounce. Rob will get to his part of the story where he probably knows how to pronounce it. Um, so I made the appointment with Eric after I found him this summer. It was probably 15 months before 
this date, which was April 13th or April 2013. So finally the time came. It was a month before getting ready for my show. I go to meet Eric. He's working on my arm. I take, we take a break midday or whatever. Um, I eat a quest bar. We start talking about like just normal shit that you talk about when someone's tattooing you for eight hours. And I told him how I was getting ready to do like a bodybuilding show or whatever. He goes, Oh, that's cool. I have one of my friends, um, from back in the day that I went to school with is actually like doing stuff in that industry. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. He was like, yeah, do you know who Flegner Fail is? I was like, yeah, of course, like Rob and Dana. So apparently Rob and Eric went to school together. Uh, Eric had given me like a little bit of background on him getting to see like behind the scenes and he had been at your house at that yeah, moment. Yeah, so Eric, um, Eric was super cool. So I went to school. So originally I went to uh, Westchester University, which was where I met um, Dana and Bailey and playing football but then I dropped out pretty quick and I wanted to be an artist so I went to art school because I guess when you're an artist that's what you do um and I was there for a year before I realized like this is a complete waste of time but when I was there um I was older at that point in time so I had been in school for two years so like when I showed up I felt way old compared to like immature artist kids that just got out of high school and then Eric was like a little bit more mature right so it was like four of us. Eric was hella talented, but he was so busy doing like so many different side hustles that he was just never there. But we used to roll dice all the time and like just hang out. And then when I started printing in my garage, when I first started Flagner Fail, Eric used to drive up and take little side hustle projects. So like there was a jujitsu school he used to print shirts for. Um, there was all these different things that we used to like print together and, the graph and then we would just wall, hang yeah. out and talk. Oh, and then all, yeah, the graph yeah. on the wall of the very beginning of Flagner fail, like all the Dana videos, that whole mural on the wall, that was Eric. So fast forward, Austin got half a tattoo from Eric 15 <laughs> so, years ago. So I had a couple sessions with Eric. Um, and it was funny cause we were actually like still talking. And then that summer I did uh, two shows that summer. I went to Olympia as a fan before I met you guys the year Dana won, and I took a picture of the MHP booth with everyone waiting in line. Whoa, I didn't and know I, that. And I sent it to Eric, and I said, hey, I found your friend. The line's too long. And I sent it to Eric. So it was kind of like whatever. And then eventually the Flex Lewis camp, I think, was April or May. How do you remember dates, bro? Because I'm just you're like, like that. You're like fucking Rain, Rain Man. Man. Yeah. yeah, you're a little um, that's weird. So... And Flex Lewis camp was uh, May, I believe, of 2014. I went to the camp, and Rob and Jeff Logan, who I didn't know at the time, were standing in the back kind of like waiting for it all to begin. And the first thing I said to Rob was, hey, your friend Eric said to say hi. So then I showed Rob my tattoo. He obviously knew who Eric was. We took a photo, whatever. And then during the uh, seminar, you actually called me out in the – um. Not in like in the talking part, you actually brought me up because we had like talked earlier yeah. that morning and I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so being there like in person and hearing the seminar and hearing like the story come from you guys instead of like a video or anything like yeah. that made it all. I didn't know any of it. Yeah. It made it all like more real. Um, so that's how. So, so, so that was our first. That interaction. was our first interaction. Yeah. Which I don't remember that. Yeah. Really, honestly. Um, he remembers. He meets a lot of people. It's understandable. Well, at so, the camps, it's just so, overwhelming. Yeah. So then the camp's over. I'm in the bathroom taking a piss, which okay. is what you do in the bathroom. And there's all these signatures all over the wall. 
And I'm thinking to myself, at this point, I don't have a job. Um, I why was. Why didn't you have a job? That's a whole different discussion. You were just sleeping on a couch playing with dolls. No, at this point, uh, I, I was freelancing. I was working at the gym. I was doing personal training. So you training. had a job. You had five jobs. <laughs> I didn't have. I didn't have a career. Yeah, but you're making it sound like you were a fuckboy doing nothing. Yeah, no, no, I wasn't a fuckboy. I was never okay, so a fuckboy that so didn't have a hustle. So you had jobs. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let me retract my statement. Yeah, don't... Like, listen, dude. If you have five income streams... <laughs> like, well, I was a hustler. Five income streams and you're hustling, that's a fucking job. Okay. So Someone I, who doesn't have a job has no income coming in. So I had a job, but I didn't have a career. I didn't have right. something that I was necessarily, like, really proud of or something that I really saw, like, my trajectory, like, oh, this is where my life is going. Yeah. Um... And that's because, one, I was stubborn. So I graduated from LaSalle in 2010. I had a degree in uh, graphic design, multimedia, all that shit. I was doing good with freelance, but I was being stubborn landing a job because I always said that I wanted to work somewhere that I could tell someone like, oh, I work at X company mm. and they would know instantly. Damn, you're going to so, make me cry. So I was like turning down jobs because I didn't want to just go work for some weird random place in center city and yeah. design ads. I wanted to say, Oh, I work for Pepsi. I work for Microsoft. I yeah. work for whatever. So I go out conveniently and I'm like hyping myself up. I'm like, in the I bathroom. Got, yeah. With your dick in your hand. Yeah, no, my dick, my little dick wasn't in my hand <laughs> at this point. So I, I was hyping myself up cause like it right. takes a little bit of balls. So I'm picturing with the urinal right now, yeah. hyping yourself up. Uh -huh. It's, it's weird, but okay. okay. Well, I'm, I'm just like doing the mental prep talk. Yeah. Okay. Because um, it takes a little bit of balls and confidence to walk up to someone or, like you. Or and it just, doesn't. It, it, it doesn't if you have nothing beyond that. Yeah. So luckily I have like stuff beyond that. And I'm like confident in what I was doing at the time and all that. So I just sent it out there and you were playing with the radio. You were like trying to get music working or whatever, a little bit frustrated. And I was like, hey, are you hiring? And you were like, and what do you do? And I was like, well, I'm a graphic designer. And you were like, well, I am actually kind of looking for someone to help and assist and like support. Um, yeah, just shoot me an email with your work or whatever. Yeah. And that was it. So then I walked over to my brother. And it, it, so the other funny thing, I don't know if it's funny, but the other thing is at this point I was vlogging. Oh, I saw your vlogs, but you so, removed them all. So I have content of all of this. Really? Well, I've con. I, Wait, I have, why didn't you tell me this prior to today? I don't. I thought this was like no, an intimate moment. We it is, sharing. but you've never told me that you have no. vlog so, content. Yeah, so I of have our first. Meeting. No, 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 no. You're trying to make me sound creepy. I have vlog content of that day. I shot like a here's a review of the Robin Dana seminar camp. Really? And then I have vlog content of the next day. I came to train. I ate at Smoky Bones. I hit a sumo deadlift PR because I used to pull sumo because I didn't know any better, and then. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So <laughs> I said to you, hey, whatever. You said, yeah, send me your work, whatever. And then I remember like that night thinking, what is my next step? Because I know that this can be like a big moment where I can change what I'm doing yeah. and like take a giant step forward. So we went back to, well, first we went to the wrong hotel. Then we went to the correct hotel that we're actually staying in. And uh, I designed some shirts. Because I knew, like, if you're an artist, yeah. you're always scared to send people to your portfolio because your portfolio is never up to date. Yeah, it's never. It's always, like, one college project that was, like, kind of good and then a couple other projects that, like, 
you aren't your best representation, but yeah. they're good enough to at least put somewhere. Um, so I knew I needed to come up with something to show you, and I knew I needed to act quick on it. Plus, I was hungry. I need. I I knew I wanted to like start taking a leap because at this point I was ten four four years out of college, and I wanted something stable. Yeah. Um. So I stayed up that night. I designed T-shirts. At that moment, I was probably eight weeks out from competing. Oh, wow. So I'm like in the hotel, just completely like trying to stay on diet at that point, like kind of mentally everywhere, um, designing shirts. And I remember like thinking through a little bit of even like the marketing side of it. And I'm like, the, the cool thing about today would have been like, if I could have bought a shirt saying I was at the Flex Lewis camp. So like I designed a Flex Lewis slash like Flagner fail shirt. Yeah. And then a couple, I probably had, and I, I have these on a hard drive at the house. Um, I probably had like, six or whatever designs um and then i showed up the next morning and you had just woken up and stumbled upstairs because you were living in the warehouse at the time yeah so you were like all fucking flustered and That's i just a weird and fact I, right and, and then <laughs> we did camps and I, I slept downstairs i remember i would sleep downstairs because we'd go out to dinner with people the night that night Late and like shit. stay up and then i'd be so tired that i'd wake up in the warehouse and i remember like a few times waking up late and the shower was in the gym so I have to like run to figure out how to get a shower and then like figure out Not how to get seen. out before random people would grab me to ask for photos like uh-huh. when I just woke up and was getting a yeah, shower. Yeah, so that was me. All so right. I'm like standing in the store waiting for Rob to just appear so that I can show him this work that I put together the night before. Um, and that's what I did. I showed you the work and it was all generic. Not generic, but it was all like whatever. But I think... And you correct me if I'm wrong, but what it showed was that like I w- I wanted something. Yeah. Um, granted, none of the shirts were like mind blowing or whatever, but it showed the hunger. It showed the like ability to think and work and get shit done, or realize like that there's an opportunity there, which I think is like yeah. A big it was. Thing. I think the big thing was the fact you turned brown that night. Yeah. And I remember going back to my brother and because at that point in time, um. Now, like, we have so many things going on. We're trying to be, like, more efficient. And yeah. back then, dude, back then it was just force fuck. Off like, the cuff, yeah. Everything was, like, I had to do it so I would just stay up later. Right. So seeing that, it was, it was like, I did see a small part of myself. And I was like, whoa, this dude went home last night, ate, stayed up, made these shirts, and then turned around by the next day. Like, that's how I used to do video work. That's why my videos back in the day got such good engagement is because like I would go to the Arnold and have the video up that night. Yeah. You and, the, like timing was everything. Yeah. T- and it still is everything. And that was like, but most people, most people don't turn it that quick. You know right. what I mean? And to see, see that, I was like, Oh wait, like this might actually work. Yeah. And I forget where I forget what happened after that. I remember, but I, re- well, no, 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 no. So I remember like the next, so I remember parts of it. I remember Coming out to Reading. Yeah. And so I, no. I don't remember if we established it that day, but what we did was you no, had. No, 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 no. You're missing. No, 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 no. I remember coming out to Reading for the weekend interview. Okay. But I don't remember when we established like, hey, let's give this a shot. I, it was pretty soon after. Okay. It was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, because I came out for the week interview the week before the Tracy Greenwood show because I was one week out. You remember such weird shit. <laughs> I, well, I remember I was one week out from competing and you were like, hey, I'm going to have you come out for the weekend. And I knew that like 
competing was just fun for me. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm not going to not come out and work the right, weekend. So let me. So set the here, stage. here's where I start to remember stuff. Let and me you set probably the do stage. too. So Austin came out right, and we had this big office. I just put him in the center of the office, and I, he was working through the weekend. So I tried to hit him with like ten different projects. Like I think you had to design my my remix cover. Yep. Which is odd because it's the poster right behind you yep. right now. Um, you had to design a postcard. A postcard, a mailer. Um, I'm not sure if you had to take photos or not. No. But like just a couple different design Spe- things. I did Speed Warhouse merch, yep. and then I took the liberty to do like some DLB merch. Yeah, and you did one really – I remember one good Speed Warhouse shirt that mm-hmm. like I had faith in. Um, but the one problem with you yep. was <laughs> as of this point in time, it's just Drew and I really working. So uh-huh. like I don't really have anyone – Everybody knows that I'm a little hard to deal with and that I get sick of people really quick. So anyway, the whole thing goes, <laughs> you were so Philly. Yeah. Like I lived. Yeah. I grew up there. <laughs> when I tell you this kid was so Philly, like he was so loud. It was like he was speaking a different language. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't slow down to say different words. They were all one word. Mm-hmm. And at at fucking maximum of volume. Yeah, I was excited. I, and and he, and he's a, and he's an excited kid. So like, dude, it like I was getting really tired, and I would have to like leave, uh-huh. and then like gather myself and come back, and I could do like another ten minutes around you, and then leave myself and go back. What car was on the dyno? And I I was like trying to have a conversation with Drew like over, it, and I remember oh, him. Like, was oh, it the MR two or the I feel like it was a, Yeah, it was some straight piped thing. So we had a, a car dyno right outside the design door, and. Instead of like waiting until the dino pull was over, he would just talk louder. <laughs> so, and here's here's another great example, right? So we had my dog, we had my dog Debo. Oh, you're going in this Sunday morning. Well, one thing that happened Saturday night that I thought was really cool was, um, and it's funny because not that it's come full circle or whatever, but Saturday night I remembered you and Dana drove me over to the hotel and yeah. would like follow me, and I remember at that point it was the Cayman with the work hand script on it. And I remember like losing my mind and being like, holy shit, like that's the coolest car ever. Oh, hell yeah. And that was Saturday night heading over to the oh, hotel. Oh, plot twist. You own that car Yeah. Now. It's all come full circle. Wow. And There's then go, so many full circle Go things. ahead. Tell them Sunday morning. All right. So Sunday morning. So we had a pit bull, Debo, uh, the white face pit bull, who was a maniac. And at one point in time, so he was a rescue dog. And at one point in time, my friend walked into my house, long story, bit my friend. And he just shut down towards people. Like he had whatever, six to eight people that he was cool with. And everybody else, it was as soon as he saw you, he would try to kill you. So there was, uh, he was in my office, right? Uh And there was a hole in the door (laughs) because I had a mental breakdown and I punched through my door. I Uh used to, I was like that a couple times. Mm -hmm. I've since calmed down a lot. But like something happened where I punched through my door. Um, So to open the door, I used to have to reach in through the hole and unlock my door to go in. So Austin's talking and Debo's just barking, barking, barking. So he's talking louder and it's just way too much stimulation for me. (laughs) I'm like over it. So I was like, Hey man, I'm going to go in the room real quick and I'm going to, I'm going to just pet Debo and get him to calm down. And it was almost like you just, you didn't even listen to other people talk Uh and you would talk like louder. So it's similar to me now. No, (laughs) no. So as you were talking to him, he would just keep talking. So uh-huh. you'd like be like, blah, 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 blah. And he'd be like, blah, 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 blah. So I reach in through the hole, right? To unlock the door from the inside. And Debo is Which so. Is, is this my fault? 
No, 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 no. Not, okay. I'm not saying it's your fault at all. When did I accuse you, bro? I, I'm just. I, I want to. So I want to clear the slate. Okay, not Austin's fault okay, at all. Perfect. Right, but I reach in because I just want to go pet the dog, <laughs> and I want one of the noises to quiet down. <laughs> so I reach in, and Debo bit me because he's just going crazy in there, and he just saw a hand come through the door. Yeah. So he bit me, and I pull out, and like, dude, blood everywhere. Like, my hand is just gushing blood. And it didn't phase you. No. And you didn't stop talking. Uh-huh. And you just kept going. You're like, there's this restaurant in Philadelphia <laughs> that I designed the menu for. So they named a sandwich after me and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, bro, can you please for one second be quiet? My thumb is cut open. You made me walk outside. I, and I told you. Yeah. I said, can you please just walk outside? Yeah, you made me walk. And you, I feel like you kept talking <laughs> as you walked outside. That would be a funny cartoon to have like illustrated by someone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that all actually happened. All right, so next, e- even the sandwich named after me, that's a I know, true I know, thing that's too. why he's an example. Okay, <laughs> you just want to tell them validation. So eventually you leave. My brother, my brother's like, so what do you think? And I was like, dude, he's actually like, he's not great. Like he needs direction. He's definitely like a young designer, but you were, you had it. You know yeah. what I mean? And that was, that was something that like I hadn't really seen. Like, you, you know, you know when people have it, but they haven't worked they haven't harnessed. They haven't harnessed it. Yeah. They haven't been given, you know, the rules of the industry and stuff like that that you should follow. So I was like, he has it. I think he would be good. I really need help. And Drew's like, yeah, bro, but that kid is so annoying. And I was like, he's not annoying. He's just loud. And he's like, you think you can sit next to him every day? And I was like, <laughs> you know what? No, you're right. I can't sit and sit next to him every day. Uh-huh. So I emailed you back. Yep. And I probably you probably still have the email. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, yo, bro, listen. It was a great interview. Thanks for coming out. But I'm going to put out an ad, and uh-huh. I'm going to look around a little bit before I hire a designer because it's my first designer hire. Yep. And you responded back. With confidence. This cocky little motherfucker <laughs> responded back and said, well, good luck with that because uh-huh. you're definitely not going to find a better designer with the understanding of the fitness industry yep. uh, than me. But I, but like, but I guess yeah. you can have two weeks to waste your time or something like that. And I was yeah. like, and I, wait, <laughs> what? And, and I, I remember I stand I, by that. Too. I, I went to Drew's office and I was like, Drew, <laughs> read this. And Drew's like, fuck that kid. I, so I remember, and at this point, I it was like so to me, it was so close, and like, I kind of knew it was there, and I knew it was like in my grasp, but so yeah. I knew that I had to make something happen of it. Another weird fact is like, I remember. I me I my dad and I went to go see the Wolverine movie that had just come out. Um, that one from that year. It so this is just my imagination. I remember when we were there waiting to get into the theater. I had the conversation explaining to him who you guys were yeah. and how it was like saying, "No, you don't understand. Like if I get this job, my life is different." Like everything changes if I get this job. So like trying to explain it to him who has no idea. And he's just like, you graduated from college in 2010. Like, yeah, you're doing freelance and all, but when are you going to not work at the gym? And when are you going to like go get a real, not, not a real job. Cause he's always like super supportive, Yeah. but like a career. Uh, yeah. A career. Yeah, a and like, he's it. always from the, as little as I can remember, he's the reason I got into art and doing stuff and yeah. drawing and all that. So, like, my parents were always, like, my biggest supporters. So, like, trying to explain to him, like, no, if this works out, shit's different. Um, 
So I remember writing these emails because I was at the gym and I worked closing shifts. So I would work at the gym until 11 and I would straighten up, make sure all the weights were back and then I would lock up and leave. And I remember just like at this point, uh, another competing plug, I was getting ready to do Team U. So it was between doing the NPC Philly show and doing the Team U was when all this shit was happening. You were such a bodybuilder. So, oh yeah. I, w- I mean, I was daily vlogging. I, w- I was just doing everything I could because like I knew there was something there. Yeah. Um, and like, it's weird looking back on it now. Like I always, whether I knew I can be something in fitness or whatever, like I ended up actually doing it. Yeah. Like granted, I didn't do, I'm not a YouTube celebrity, yeah. but like I knew I can harness every skill set that yeah. I had and make it into something. Yeah. Um, so I just remember the two weeks between the NPC Philly show and the team U 2014, just being like, not even focusing about the show, uh-huh. just wanting to make the like transition to making a career jump happen. Yeah. Um, so I just remember being at the gym, writing these emails on my phone, just all fired up. Wow. Just like confident in like what I was doing. And I think that's the big thing. Like, that I always had in my work. And even like when I try to present ideas or content to you and like, even if I know it's wrong, I'm confident in like tricking, not tricking you, but like delivering my message and what I believe yeah. is yeah. there. But but it's also, it. I think that's not, once again, not that you're giving advice, but I think someone might hear that. And it's, you have confidence because you're ready to back it up. Yeah. Because you've put the work on the backside to back it up. So it's not like when you have ideas, it's not like, oh, quick, here's a shit idea. Let me just trick him. Right, right. But it's like, no, I put the work in and I'm confident that this is. And yeah. I think that's what that's what a lot of people. And it goes back to the original conversation about like, oh, what's your skill set? Right. People like aren't even ready to sell themselves. And there is no confidence there. If you say with confidence, like, like I'm the hardest hardest motherfucker hardest worker that you'll ever meet right that's gonna resonate with him and be like oh cool then i have a position for you yeah but when they say it with like a question mark at the end yeah i think that's why i was able to deliver like a little bit of cockiness in my email yeah because i knew i had the confidence in like what i would not only what i had did or what i was doing but what i was capable of doing and then here we are so i interviewed for two weeks Uh uh-huh trash yep absolute fucking and i was like haha No, no, and I, I hit right. you back, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like, hey, man, listen, I did two to three weeks of interviews, and uh, we didn't really find anything, and you, and you were like, yeah, I told you, Uh-huh. and I was like, all right, well, asshole, it was like Wednesday, and I was like, yeah, well, how about you, you come start. here Friday and start working, and you were like, where do I live, and I was like, I have a house, because uh, I still had a uh, Carsonia, Carsonia yeah. and I was like, hey, I have a, like, I have a house that there's a, I think there's a couple guys living there, uh-huh. um, it was sort of like, it was our starter house, and like Dana's brother was living there, and Mike Perez was living and there. And the graffiti from Eric was still on the wall in yeah. the garage. It was like a super random, like. So it was cool. It was like, so ended up getting the job or whatever. Um, my parents drove up with me that weekend. So that's that was which, a weird which was thing. like weird to so, you guys. So not weird to no, not weird to all of us. Well, Dana so, understood. So you said, and this is, dude, I'm a fucking grown adult right here running <laughs> a business, and and you were like, hey, so my. My, my parents are bringing me because they really want to meet you and make sure this is like real and make yeah. sure it's okay. And I was like, bro, this is a fucking job. Uh-huh. Like, what do you well, mean your parents are driving you here? So like, it was the most, conf- and I'm like, I, they, I, well, we drove separately. No, they, on, it's uh, not like they were uh, dropping me off at school. We drove listen, separate vehicles. You were, you were in a fucking car seat. In <laughs> no, the back seat. we were separate. So vehicles. I'm like, I'm almost, I was like, I thought I, <laughs> I thought I hired a full grown adult and my man is having his parents drive him here. Yeah. So, 
and I, I remember making fun of you. So uh-huh. I, I'm behind the scenes, like I told, I was Drew and I were like making fun of you. And then Dana was like, "No, that's like fucking cool. You guys are assholes." And as soon as she <laughs> said that, I was like, "Shit!" And she was like, "Don't you want like employees to come here that their parents care about what they do?" And uh-huh. it's like, he has he's a tight knit family, and you're being a fucking asshole. And dude, I remember like I have never because I don't really make fun of people. Uh-huh. I make fun of like my friends, but I don't really make fun of people random people you don't know yeah i don't do that i, I think it's disgusting <laughs> and she made me feel so disgusting yeah. i was there like man i am the fucking worst <laughs> and then not only that your parents showed up and like i was like oh my god i love his parents more than i love my parents like <laughs> these are the greatest people yeah they I've were just met. curious they're so cool uh-huh. and, and it wasn't like they were showing up to check on us no they were excited they wanted to they were like wait so this guy has an airstream he has a car shop building race cars he has a studio yeah, and apparel line and what all. we always talk about it didn't you don't seem real. No, it it didn't seem real. It's like, it doesn't make sense. And he's like, and wait, so the brand's making millions of dollars, but he sleeps in the basement of the warehouse? And he's like, yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, makes literally no fucking sense. So, yeah, met your parents. And then just, I remember just driving to Carsonia and being like, well, th- this is where you live. And you're like, what bedroom should I sleep in? And I was uh-huh. like, I don't know, whichever one you want. Yeah. And then you just moved into the house. Uh-huh. Yeah, it all worked out. Man. there. Were, I mean, there's a lot of, like, others, like, and then the whole beginning of the process was interesting and, like, a lot of unique stuff happened. But I think a lot of stuff, just, like, going out there and being dedicated to, like, just kicking ass yeah. and doing whatever needed to be done, I think, translated and, like, trajected me to where we are today and, like, oh, or where I am today yeah. and what's going on and all 100%. that stuff. So it was, like... A pretty interesting uh, little journey in the hiring process, but it goes back to like when people are asking, are you hiring? What value can you add? And that's the thing is, so I think that goes back to, it's the same thing when you ask someone um, like, what, like, are you happy? Or what are your dreams or anything like that? There's always that like knee jerk reaction that everybody says you know what i mean or it's like how are you today and people are like i'm tired and it's like are you really tired right and then they think about it and they're like well no i'm not tired like, why the fuck would you say you're tired they're like oh that's just what i always say i feel like it's cool <laughs> or if you're like hey are you happy and everyone's like yeah and it's like are you really happy and they take that second to think about it. like no and i think that that's one of the big things is when people are trying to figure out what they want to do and like what their skill sets are i think a lot of people just one don't have faith in being able to like have a skill, you know what I mean? Uh, Jake and I were talking earlier about like video, like people were like, yeah, but I can't afford a video, a good video camera. Use your fucking iPhone. Yeah. Edit on your fucking iPhone or other brand cell phone. I'm not really up to date <laughs> on your razor or whatever. There you know you what I mean? Like, <laughs> so you can do it. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is like, I'm looking, I look back at my old videos and like, I was not a good videographer. What I did is I understood what I had. Mm-hmm. I understood what was in front of the camera, and I understood what I needed to capture. And that's that's the best I could do. And looking back on it now, it's horrible. Right. It's fucking horrible. But like I knew the moments to catch with Dana, and I didn't have good equipment. I didn't. I edited an iMovie, and I did all these things. And it's like that's just what came on the computer. Yeah. And and the big thing you had was you weren't trying to use excuses or have no. a crutch for things. You just knew like, oh, I need to put out YouTube content while it's relative. And that's the that's the and excuse thing. Yeah. The excuse thing is like looking for an excuse why you can't do it. Is is it's so foreign 
when like realistically everyone should just be looking for how they could do it. Right. But it's looking, it's giving reasons why you can't do it. And I think that's one of the big things is that people need to get over is like, if you're remotely interested in a skill set, try it. Mm-hmm. Like I try things all the time. I'm constantly, I fucking dude, I'm, I'm right now. I was trying to do fucking somersaults this morning. I'm like 36 years old and I want to jump over a car and do a somersault like an idiot. Like, but a year ago I wanted to deadlift 700 pounds. Like right. just try it. And whatever you're going to try, take it serious and see if you like it. Don't use excuses and you'll build up skills. And I think that's why the average person just doesn't have skills because it is a commitment. Yeah. I think the big thing is you go into it, commit it. And then if it's something that you really want to not trying to be like inspirational or anything, but if it's something you want to achieve and you have like the mental capacity to back it up, then you're going to figure it out. I think what a lot of people have a hard time realizing is like not everyone's made to be a business owner. Not everyone's made to be a videographer. So like you kind of have to really figure out what you want to do, stay committed to it to see if it's there and then kind of just figure out who you are yeah. and what you should be doing. Like I know I shouldn't be in the NBA right now. I'm not, I'd be like lying to myself. You know what I mean? So yeah. like I think people also because of like the day and age that it is now, mm. they get hung up on like all this entrepreneur and everyone's able yeah. to like own their own businesses that they think that everyone should be able to. But yeah. like everyone has a path. You just have to figure out what yours is. Yeah. And then own it. Like regardless of what it is, if you're not made to be a business owner, but you're made to be like a team player in something, be the best team player you can be. Don't yeah. try to like do something you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Like there's a difference between getting out of your comfort zone to do something and then just straight up doing something out of left field that you sh- know you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um. So just kind of like staying in your lane there and work it, working on like owning and developing your craft um, is like a good first step. And yeah. like being realistic with yourself too. Yeah, Which like people don't want to hear. They don't want to hear like, oh, you're not made to do that. Uh, yeah, I, well, I can relate to that. Yeah. I can relate to like knowing that like if I want to do something, I feel like I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that like I taught myself a long time ago. But I think it's it's like the face value of knowing that I can do anything. That's not it. No, it's, it's knowing how to translate. It's knowing NBA, for example, because yeah. we'll, we'll take that, right? Like I'm 36 years old. Um, I can't play in the NBA right, right now. But if I gave a fuck about the NBA, I could figure out some way to feel like I play in the NBA. Yeah. Like, for example, you – not knowing what it was, but knowing you wanted to do something in fitness, mm-hmm. you're trying bodybuilding, you're taking that series, you're trying all these different things, and you're like, there's going to be an avenue where I Somewhere. can fall in yeah. and I'll be in the fitness industry. And I think that's like, if I wanted to do the NBA thing, like, there's so many different things other than just like beating, beating the shit player. out of myself, being like, I, I go to every tryout, but the Spurs <laughs> won't, won't fucking sign me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man, you're a fucking a 260-pound old white guy. Like, you're right. <laughs> go home. Uh-huh. So... There's always a different way to do it. And I think that that's another thing too. It's that, it's that looking at a problem, figuring out there's this separate way to do it than the obvious way. Right. And being excited to find those other ways. Yeah. And not being worried that like, oh, well, I'm 36. I can't be in the NBA. It's like, bitch, I could be in the NBA doing something. I'm yeah. not sure what, yeah, but be, something. Be excited about the challenge and figuring out like, how am I going to make myself fit yeah. in here? The other thing, I, and this goes back to camps, right? And so camps were really, really cool because they put me in touch with so many people. So like we used to do two camps, two camps a, a month mm-hmm. and it was 150 people. So I'd, I'd, I'd be in close quarters with 300 people. 
And a lot of people say the same thing, and I'm glad I just remembered it. They say, right now, I'm just doing this. And they name their job. They're like, right now, I'm just working at Walmart stocking shelves. And when I'm done that, or right now I'm in the military, but as soon as I'm done that, and they talk really ill of the situation they're in. And not even waiting, but like not realizing the value of what you're doing right now. Right, right, okay, right, right. So like I go back to washing dishes, right? Like that was sort of like my shittiest job was washing dishes. And a lot of people would have looked at washing dishes as like, oh, I'm just doing this to make money right now. Fuck washing dishes. But like I looked at it as... How can I wash them faster? Who can I communicate with here? And like, I just wanted to be the best at everything. So like, it came down to like the attention to detail to how I clean the floors every night, how fast I could bring things out. And I started to like, looking back on it now, like I started to teach my, there was no process set up, but like I started to teach myself process. I started to teach myself understanding of like, even how to talk to the servers and the managers when they're mean to me. And like, there's all these weird skill sets that you learn, even in the dumbest job. Even washing dishes, you learn all these different skill sets that it's like you're going to like college for your next career. Right. But I think so many people are just like, no, I'm not even taking this serious right now because I'm doing it. And if I can encourage anyone, it's like you can build up so many skills doing the dumb job that you're doing right oh, now yeah. that you think is just whatever because you might do it for two years. And instead of wasting two years, like get really good at whatever skills those were. Yeah. And for, for me, it's funny because we had just talked about, like, I said I was jobless, but really I was working at a gym in Philly. And so I got the job there, and I had no experience in sales. But the gym is one of, like, the privately owned, like, five different locations, whatever. Yeah. So there was it wasn't like the typical L.A. fitness where, like, oh, there was a front desk person that can't talk about memberships. Only the sales people could talk about memberships. You did everything. So I didn't know anything about sales, but when I got in there and realized that that's where I could like make extra money and really like own that little piece of when someone walked in the door, all of a sudden this is my gym I'm showing them around. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden I like became a salesman marketer, which kind of ended up translating to like what I do today. 100%. So I didn't know anything about like how to sell memberships, but like you would learn like, all right, don't say contract use the word agreement. Don't say this, say this and little tricks like that. But what I did know about the gym and which is why they hired me and gave me like a prime time um, slot for being at the front desk was I understood the equipment. So my thing was like, Mm. I can give a tour and like kick ass on the tour. So like you walk in and I see you and I know like, all right, he's going to want to focus on the free weight section. So I'll go hard over there. I won't even bother telling him about like personal training because he's already got it all figured out yeah or like knowing if an older lady came in i would show her like the pre-core equipment with like the pin loaded shit instead of the hammer strength equipment and kind of like always tailoring the tour to the person so really just like owning it and being proud of like oh this is my gym when you walk in the door this is my chance to show you the the tour in my life so you could have just sat at the gym and watch Netflix videos. Yeah, I could have just been a lazy bum and not cared about anyone. And just sat anyone. there with your thumb up your ass or tried to hide in the bathroom. Yeah. But what happens is you took weightlifting serious. Right. Which sets you up for the job at the gym, made you more knowledgeable, which then allowed you to step into a marketing sales position, uh-huh. which learned you to create groups of people and figure out how to advertise them, which is exactly what everyone's spending millions of dollars right now on Facebook on. Right. And it's like, or you could have just sat there and be like, man, as soon as I'm out of college and done this dumb gym job, and then, I'm going to open my own gym or whatever the fuck. Right. And then the do. other thing was I was NSAM certified. So 
you walked in the door and then I had just got done training. So I'm looking all brolic and shit like Cause always, you're a bodybuilder. Cause yeah. I'm a bodybuilder who's one week out always with a half tattoo. So, so people will come in the door and I'd be able to sell them on personal training. And if they were someone that like I connected with, I sold them on personal training with me. So all of a sudden I'm commissioned on the membership. I'm getting the membership. I'm getting the personal training package and then I'm getting the personal training commission stacks. So, and if they were someone and like they weren't really connecting or like they made some weird comments or whatever, I'd just be like, I've had people that would walk in and ask me if I was one of the trainers there. And I'd say, no, I, I only work front desk. I'm not allowed to train. But then if it was someone that would come in and they look like they were committed or fun to train with, yeah. I would pick them up. And we were up in uh, Center City in Philly, so we had like a lot of students from Penn and all. So it'd be like a collegiate soccer player or random business guy who works across the street in Center City. So you're like, so like picking and choosing your clients Picking on and top choosing of all my that. clients, yeah. So that made it like kind of fun too. So really like the gym – it, it, I, I say like, and you were designing your freelance design. So, so yeah, I say, now listen, you told me I was jobless. You were jobless. Yeah, I was hustling. And meanwhile, you are crushing it. Yeah, I was doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, but that's because I knew what I needed to do at this point. I was so I worked the night shift. I was waking up in the morning doing cardio, doing whatever work I had to get done. I was vlogging. I was getting my freelance work done in the morning. And then it during any break or any time at night. I was also like just networking myself and trying to, I mean, this is back when like Instagram was first starting to really hit its stride where I'm talking 2012, 2013 or whatever. So realizing the value in like networking in my little community so that like, Oh, you designed this menu and then this dentist office, see it. Now you're working with this dentist Mm -hmm. office who wants to work with this dentist office. It got to the point where like I was subcontracting out my freelance work. Yeah. So like, which is another huge skill set. Yeah. Is realizing that like I don't actually have to do this project. I can kick it to somebody else, and that's something that like I remember I had one good teacher in art school. Oh, school's a whole different topic. Well, I'm just saying, but he said (laughs) I remember because he said because I was like everyone else was just there to party, Uh and I was already an adult. I was like I want to make fucking money. Yeah, Yeah. Someone explained to me how to make fucking money right now and to get in this. So I got you know I went out and I got my internships early, but whatever. But he told me take any every job take it. Yeah. He's like, if, if it's a 60 foot mural and you have no idea how to do it, uh-huh. take it. You'll find someone you can subcontract. And now all of a sudden you manage that. Yeah. And that, that statement from him like blew my mind. Uh-huh. And I was like, wait, I guess I, you could, as yeah. long as you're good at working with people, good at reading people, which is all shit you learned at the gym, uh-huh. how to interact with people, how to give people a good experience. Then you take that through your freelance work. You treat your freelance clients good. And next thing you know, like you're a monster freelancer. It dude, it, and, and yeah, Every single thing goes so hand in hand. If you take sh- pride in shit, mm-hmm. that's how it works. Yeah. And I think like that topic, school. That's and a whole free- different. Let's I could dive that. three yeah. hours into that because that's a whole different beast that I think is, is pretty interesting. So is that our next topic is school? I mean, based off of like the little sentence you just said and even saying the word school, I have a crazy amount of says- like stuff in my oh head my goodness I, I saw your head get bigger a little bit yeah it, it does that sometimes right it yeah that's because it's like crammed with so many good ideas <laughs> well, can you let them out how no Where are they no not this time oh okay. next time they have to what are you doing these things you comment subscribe and like where are we at hours wise three three hours hold on we're bringing back I, our I technical engineer really he was asleep on the floor which is a weird thing to do um he wasn't sleeping. how many hours are we at I, I th- 48 minutes. Is that good? Great, that's a great place to stop it. Is it? Yeah.
Well, with the how long was the intro? The I don't mu- know. We got to figure music. that out. We got to figure that out. And then all the commercials. Oh, uh, sponsors. We don't have any sponsors. Brought to right you now. by. We don't have any. No. Yeah, DLB Daily. I got to pee. You got to pee. I really. Gotta, I, is forty eight minutes for good? But it's really Do we good. Need, what about an outro? We didn't talk about an outro. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> oh, God. That's so no, 2000. Um, well, yeah, I mean, all right. And that's a great place to end it, dude. Where would they uh, tell? give us more information? So what we'll do. Because we want feedback, right? I know. But what we'll do is we'll record an intro and we'll record an outro. So here's what you do. You have people take a screenshot. Of, screenshot. Take a screenshot of you listening to it. Yeah. Of you listening to it. Oh, I like that. Did you all hear that? And hashtag hashtag our show name, which we're gonna do it, which we're gonna do in the outro. We don't have, yeah, we don't have any of this shit. So oh. I'll, I'll do all the stuff Jake just said. He's our right. technical engineer. All right, exiting out. <laughs> all right, all right. You tell them. Take a screenshot of you listening to the episode. Yep. And then tag Rags, tag Rob, and then let us know what you thought of the episode, and then what you want to hear next. That was a great outro. All right, cl- signing off. Good night, everybody.